They go from being unguided, ungrounded, unappreciated, and uninspired to being guided by men, grounded in the word, appreciated because we know boys and girls are different, and inspired through an awards program and Christian men who are leading them in these sorts of adventures. And it's making a difference. Welcome to the Daily Signal podcast for Monday, December 11th. I'm Virginia Allen, and that was CEO of Trail Life USA, Mark Hancock. Trail Life USA is a Christian alternative to the Boy Scouts. And Tyler O'Neill is sitting down with Hancock today to talk about where the Boy Scouts went wrong and how Trail Life USA aims to avoid those pitfalls. They also discussed why it's so important to give boys a virtuous example of manliness. Stay tuned for their conversation after this. Conservative women are problematic women. Why? Because we don't adhere to the agenda of the radical left. Every Thursday morning on the Problematic Women podcast, Kristen Eichammer, Lauren Evans, and me, Virginia Allen, are joined by other conservative women to break down the big issues and news you care about. Whether you're interested in hot takes and conversations on pop culture or what Congress is up to, Problematic Women has you covered. We sort through the news to keep you up to date on the issues that are of particular interest to conservative-leaning, that is, problematic women. Find Problematic Women wherever you like to listen to podcasts and follow the show on Instagram. This is Tyler O'Neill, uh, Managing Editor at The Daily Signal. I'm honored to be joined by Mark Hancock, CEO of Trail Life USA. It's a great pleasure to have you with us. Tyler, it's a pleasure for me to be here. So you and I were just chatting, and I'm an Eagle Scout. Mm-hmm. I know your your son is as well. Um, and can you talk a little bit about you know, why Trail Life USA really got started, why it's so important to have an alternative for one of the most established, you know, organizations in American yeah. history. Yeah. Well, it really is tragic. You know, an organization that gave us presidents and astronauts and civic leaders and generals and and tons of great men over the years suddenly decided that it was going to abandon some of its uh, traditional values and the way that the secret sauce that they had for building good, good, strong men. And uh, so about 300 of us gathered back in t- 2013 and began to talk about what an organization would look like, one that honored the original values of Boy Scouts. It was Christ-centered and boy-focused. We think those are two magical things that help us turn boys into godly men. So we're Christ-centered, boy-focused. What would it look like? And then 50 of us gathered in Louisville, Kentucky in 2013, sort of our own Continental Congress, and then <laughs> launched on January 1st, 2014. Now Trail Life has grown to over 50,000 members in all 50 states. We're in 1,200 churches now, 1,200 troops uh, across the country, boys from five years old all the way up to 17 years old uh, participating in Trail Life USA. Yeah. So what you know, do you do normally? Like give me a you know, thousand-foot view. Yeah. You know, Boy Scouts, I grew up with with that, but for our listeners who may not be as familiar, you know, you have the Cub Scout program, mm-hmm. the Boy Scout program, um, you know, focused on camping, learning key skills uh, for, for life, mm-hmm. for outdoor survival skills, and then also for citizenship. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the exact same model? That you, you, know, know. you know, there's a lot that is similar. 
and say, well, we have uniforms and handbooks and patrols and outdoor adventure and, uh, you know, robust awards program. You say, well, that sounds like Boy Scouts. Well, it does, but there's those two delineating factors. We are Christ-centered, we're unapologetically Christian, and we are boy-focused. We believe, and I hope this isn't too radical for your listeners, we believe that boys and girls are different. What? What? And, what? What did yeah, you say? <laughs> we believe that boys need a program that's aimed at, at them. And, of course, in 2017, 18, maybe, uh, the Boy Scouts open up to, to girls, which I think is, uh, you know, I, I think girls need an organization. They, they have organizations like that. American Heritage Girls is our sister organization. They do a great job with girls. But when you put boys and girls in that same environment, it changes the dynamics. And boys are getting shamed enough everywhere they go. And it's really tragic when you begin to look at the numbers, the effect on boys. We need an organization that's aimed at their strength, that doesn't shame them. Boys are not some sort of defective girl. They're not a social (laughs) disease that needs to be eradicated. They are these wonderful, marvelous creatures that need a program that recognizes the rough and tumble risk and competition, the strength of, of boys that gives us men that will storm the beaches of Normandy and get on a rocket and go to the moon and do all these wonderful things. We need to encourage that type of things in boys. So so when you say, is it like Boy Scouts? Yeah, it is. It kind of looks like it. But uh, at, at our core, we're not just an outdoor organization that's having this Christian experience. We are a ministry that's using the outdoors to grow boys into godly men. And that makes us very different from Boy Scouts. And so, you know, we t- you touched briefly on admitting girls but where did you really see Boy Scouts lose its way? I mean, I think there's there's kind of a timeline to that. Yeah, there is. In 2013, uh, they began to float this idea about opening up the organization to open and invite homosexual boys. Now, of course, there's always been homosexual boys and in, in Boy Scouts. But the, the concept of being open and avowed, which means that the leaders, the charter organizations, mainly churches, would need to acknowledge and agree with and encourage a lifestyle that maybe their doctrine doesn't allow their terms. Theologically, they can't stand alongside. So we knew that there was a need for an organization that said that stuck with those principles. It talked about simple things like the definition of marriage and virtuous virtuous living and those sorts of things. So we knew there was going to be a need for it. So that was the beginning of Trail F. But we also knew that that one decision would necessarily have to lead to other decisions. If you're going to allow open and avowed homosexual boys, you now have to allow open and avowed homosexual scoutmasters. And if yeah. you're going to do that, you're going to need to allow transgender and then if you're going to have transgender, you need to allow girls. And so we knew that the organization over time, the Boy Scouts organization, was going to change radically. We just didn't know how quickly it was going to happen. And yeah. it's a very different organization than the one that you earned your Eagle Award in. Yeah. I mean, I earned mine back in 2007. So well, yeah. it was very different. You know, it was itself back then, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I recently, you know, in 2017, when they endorsed transgenderism mm-hmm. and this ideology that essentially you know violates the truth telling you know I was told a scout is trustworthy loyal uh, helpful friendly courteous kind obedient cheerful thrifty brave clean and reverent mm-hmm. and all of those values so many of them seem utterly rejected by the idea that, oh, if you believe that you know better than God, mm. that you're really a boy when you're biologically a girl, we want you to be part of this. Yeah. Um, that just, you know, that seems utterly false mm-hmm. to the nature. And, you know, I, I, I take your point. I think it was almost inevitable, perhaps, when they started allowing mm-hmm. um, 
you know, openly gay boys. It's mm-hmm. it's like it's a it's a kids organization. Do you mm-hmm. need to have an open sexual identity for these things? Yeah, or even but, a policy around that, and, and does it need to be part of a discussion of a five, six, seven year old boy? It's really tragic. In our own family, we were active in the Boy Scouts. My sons were members. I was never a member. But we had, I had to sit down with my young sons and have this conversation about why we can't be in Boy Scouts anymore. Here's my oldest who had just <sighs> earned his Eagle Award and had, and had just worked so hard on that. And we had devoted so much time and energy to doing that and had to have this conversation and say, son, we just can't be part of this anymore. It's not honoring to God. And it's a strange thing, Tyler, is that he got an email from the Boy Scouts saying, hey, you got your Eagle Award. Will you join the National Eagle Association? And... Uh, he, and and uh, he, they, they said, you know, we noticed that you haven't. You know, is there a reason that you haven't joined us? And he said, yeah. Dad, can I respond to them? He's, he was 14 years old. He said, Dad, can I, can I respond to them? I said, yeah, sure, sure, son, but pray about it and be respectful. And he came back the next day. He said, Dad, I've got my response to them. I'd like for you to read it over. And I thought, you know, he was a philosophy major in college. He's brilliant. I thought I'm going to read this tome of why. <laughs> Tyler, he wrote three words was his response to the Boy Scouts. He said, you weren't brave. Ooh. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's how it hit me. But I'll tell you what it spoke to me. It said to me, listen, you better be brave before your son. You better stand for what it is that you think is right. You better not compromise. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling myself because my son, who had invested so much time and energy in this award, was willing to walk right away from that organization. And it taught me, you better be brave for your son. And so we took a stand in our family. We said, we- we're not going to do this. And we got kind of caught up in this trail life thing and the idea of trail life, and uh, and we're able to launch, uh, gosh, and, and on January first, two thousand fourteen, with ten thousand members on our first day, and we've just continued. We've had over one hundred and twenty thousand people come through the program now. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think there is a strong desire, a need for a program like this that actually follows. You know, I I think the original values of the Boy Scouts. Um, it's it's interesting to me because. I come from, I was very glad I went to Hillsdale College in mm-hmm. Southern Michigan, which is now a Christian college. It was mm-hmm. founded as a Baptist college. Mm-hmm. When I went there, it actually wasn't an officially Christian college. And I mean, it had such a vibrant Christian atmosphere there. Uh, but it was, you know, nominally secular. I think they ultimately adopted more of a Christian stance after I graduated, mm-hmm. partially preparing for what we're seeing is in a hostile culture mm-hmm. to any sort of conservatism. And they wanted to have, you know, they, they wanted to be able to say, look, we stand on these values because of our faith, mm-hmm. which is a really important thing to do. I think, I mean, <laughs> I, I hesitate to say, but I think there are a lot of secular Americans who are ashamed at where the Boy Scouts is today mm-hmm. too. And I mean, I'm, I'm a Christian. I, love to join an officially Christian group. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I always loved about the Boy Scouts was that it was just the American values. You could, you know, th- there was, you did have to acknowledge God. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to be Christian or sectarian or anything like that. Um, how how does, you know, trail life deal with that? Do you have a big tent uh, sort of approach even while you are explicitly Christian? We do have a big tent when it comes to boys. You know, our adults need to sign and agree to adhere to a statement of faith and a statement of values. It talks about things like, 
human sexuality, marriage integrity, and stewardship, and those sorts of things. Our charter organizations have to be churches that agree with those those sorts of principles, and they sign a there's a statement of faith that and unites all of us. Although there's dozens of denominations and faith traditions that that come under that umbrella, but the adults have to uh, sign the statement of faith and the statement of values. But boys of any faith or no faith at all are welcome to join because we feel like that's a, that's, that's a great place for those boys to be. And we have that. We have a lot of families that they may be conservative in nature, but and, and they, want, they want the best for their kids. So they're seeking out organizations that have high standards, that are teaching things like character and leadership. You know, character and leadership are the things that parents are drawn to. The boys are drawn to the adventure. So we put those yeah. things together, and and the, and the parents are loving it, even if they're not pe- people of faith. Now, they don't become members, but their son, can, and they can't serve in that troop as a leader in that troop, but their son can be in that troop and be exposed to these men of good character, these good godly men, and they're loving it. And, of course, we see a lot of times where un, that unchurched boy will jo- join the troop and then that unchurched unchurched family will join join the church because they see the product of living in a community of faith where people who are honoring honoring God and honoring each other and living at that that high level of character but but that isn't a requirement of our leaders or our adult members uh, to, for, for them for them to, to join to put their son in and it's not a requirement of of the boy to to express any faith at all in order to be a part of trail F cool yeah I think that makes a lot of sense it's mm-hmm. uh how how does it work? I know there's a very big, you know, Mormon population mm-hmm. in Boy Scouts, and I you know have a tremendous respect for Mormons, mm-hmm. but I have you know I I don't consider them to be, you know, to be Orthodox Christians, mm-hmm. the small O Orthodox. How does trail life deal with that sort of issue? Yeah, well, our our statement of faith includes a statement about the Trinitarian nature of God, and yeah. so the Mormon Mormons would. Good Mormons would not agree with that, <laughs> <laughs> right? As, as a statement of faith, so so we 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 do not charter uh, Mormon churches now. Whether Mormons are putting their boys in in trail, they're they're free to do that. But as an adult, they wouldn't be a leader in that troop. But they certainly they they would likely be drawn to the type of environment that we have that that honors God and honors honors our country and honors the the things that that they hold hold high as a as people. So you talk about the adventure aspect mm-hmm. being the big draw for boys. Are there, I mean, I think, you know, growing up in the Boy Scouts, there were certain areas mm-hmm. that we would always hear about across the country. Are there, you know, where is trail life based? Are there high adventure camps for trail life? Are there uh, places that you tend to go? Like I was I was ridiculously lucky and was part of a troop that we went to Italy. We oh were, my goodness. We went on a backpacking trip mm-hmm. to Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's that's not necessarily representative, but a lot of Boy Scouts would go up to like Lake Tahoe mm-hmm. and but uh, are there, Philmont, those yeah, sorts Philmont, of places. Yeah, Philmont, yes, exactly. Yeah yeah. 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 No, we don't have properties like that. Our our home office is in Greenville outside of Greenville, South Carolina on on hundred and twenty seven acre a complex that we have, an administrative complex that we were gifted in, in 2014. Um, that's where our home office is. Um, that's the only property that we own, and part of that is by design. When we looked at the Boy Scouts, uh, we said, okay, where did they go wrong? 
and a lot of it was around was around finances. I mean, camps are ex- very expensive things. You're always raising oh, yeah. money for them. And so at first, that was a question a lot of troops ask us, particularly troops that were previously Boy Scout troops that said, okay, we want to come over to Trail Life. They said, well, we've been camping at camp such and such for 50 years. So where do right. we go now? And, we, and it took us a little bit of training for them to say, hey, listen, there's national parks. There's state parks. There are Christian adventure organizations that are private organizations that compete for your dollar. Um, that you'll find are actually provide better facilities and better and be, because they have to compete every day. They don't automatically have this scouting population that comes in every year. <laughs> they, right. they have to compete, compete for your business. And we haven't had that question. I don't know when the last time I've heard that question from inside our organization. Like, what do we do? Because there's just huh. plenty of places to go. So they are planning these sorts of things, these, these great adventures, Boundary Waters. I'm going with a group to retrace um, uh, uh, some stuff of Montana along along uh, the, the Columbia River. Um uh, I get. I, I saw that that trip pop up. I said, "Hey, you got room for one more guy?" So I get to do that this summer. Nice. We have troops going out and doing those those amazing high adventure kind of activities, Alaska, and and some going overseas to do mission trips and things like that. So certainly has the same the same uh, opportunities. We found out that we don't need to own camps in order to offer adventure for our troops, and so they're creating their own traditions of where it is that they're going. And some of them, which they had never done before, are going to a different camp every year. Which is which is great for the boys because it's 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 a new opportunity for them every summer. Yeah. So, do you have, you know, the Scout Oath, the Scout Law, uh, analogs in Trail Life USA, and what are they? We have we we do have our, we do our have oath, and we also have our motto is walk worthy. It comes from Colossians one ten, and so the boys will open the meeting saying the oath and the and the motto, and uh, and then we also have. Um, uh, uh, six Essentials of Christian Worldview, which is something that runs throughout our entire program. If you open up our handbook, there'll be highlighted words, and that points to one of the essentials of Christian worldview. So we're always pointing the boys back to the Word. And we talk about um, uh, Christ and Christianity in our program being kind of like carrot in the carrot cake. You know, if you, <laughs> if you take a bite of carrot cake, you don't get a big chunk of carrot, but there's carrot in every bite. And that's how Christ and, and the Bible is infused throughout the program. So from our oath to our motto to every badge has something about faith or scriptural reference or something like that. But it's broad enough that, like I said, we have dozens of, of denominations, faith traditions that charter troops, and they can all, they can all get, a, get, a, get along with that. Great. How does that work with you know, some of the Christian denominations with you know, Roman Catholicism and Protestantism and... Do you have Eastern Orthodox groups or like? We, we, we do have a really good mix. Um, and as long as they can sign our statement of faith and our statement of values, then, then we can charter them. And we have a, we have a one-on-one conversation with the, the spiritual leader of that church, whoever he is. Now, there's certainly complete dom- denominations that we can't consider. Mm-hmm. But every church that charters a troop, we have a conversation with the, whether it's the pastor, or, you know, the priest, whoever's at the head of that organization, we, we have a conversation with them to talk about, do you agree with these values? And uh, so certainly there are some denominations don't don't fit with us anymore, um, but, yeah. uh, but, but we have, there are so many boys out there who are desperate for some, some kind of organization like this. We don't have any shortage of churches or parents or boys who are, who are wanting to participate or able to participate. So then are there signs, you know, when I was growing up, we always did the Boy Scout popcorn do you guys do something like that? Or? Well, it was, we we looked at that really closely too, and of course that is an incredible fundraiser for the Boy yes, Scouts, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all about money. It's just yeah. like the Girl Scout well, cookies. You know, you know, you really think uh, about it. You're, it's I like an organization where you had 
millions of little boys who are going out and selling your product for you. You know, that's yeah, basically right? what that was. So we looked and we said, we don't want to put that kind of burden on our, our individual troops. So we make some suggestions. We have some vendor partners for fundraisers. We say, we vetted these people. They do a pretty good job. Um, but all of the funds that are raised stay in that local troop. Trail Life doesn't take a, a portion of the funds. If that troop raised that money, that troop gets to keep that money. And that's a very different approach than the, than the Boy Scouts who had some of their mandatory uh, fundraising products. We, we've we've uh, built our organization uh, not dependent on donor funds, although we have a lot of people who give generously to our organization, and those funds are set aside for pilot programs. But the whole program is run on our member fees, which is about $35 a year, and on store sales. It means we sell our uniforms and our handbooks and those sorts of things. So we've built a streamlined organization that doesn't run based on corporate donations or even individual donations because we don't – that's another place that Boy Scouts – went wrong. You know, their troops voted against making these changes, but they went ahead and made the changes because of the influence they had from the corporate money. And uh, so we we structured our organization so we can be resistant to that sort of change in the future. One of the first questions we used to get from the uh, from troops at the beginning, Tyler, about half of our troops initially were formerly Boy Scout troops, was how do we know you're not going to do this to us? How do we know you're not going to abandon this? So we built into our bylaws any changes to our statement of faith, our statement of values, our membership standards, any of those core things that are in our bylaws require an 80% vote of the troops. The troops wow. have to vote 80%, which is pretty strong. You know, when you sign them up and they signed up because they <laughs> like these ideals, the chances of those ideals changing are pretty slim. So we, and then also they, they elect our board of directors. These aren't guys who are appointed because they've given money. These are guys who are elected every year, one vote in every troop votes for those those board of directors. So that's the way we secure uh, the ideals of, of trail life for hopefully for generations. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add about trail life, about maybe your favorite adventures that you've had or that you've uh, led your sons on? Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you this, is that uh, if, 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 you, if, you, if you just reduced it to just the quintessence of what it is. One, we're growing boys into godly men. And we've discovered a proven process for turning boys into godly men. And it involves four things. You know, boys we've discovered are unguided. You know, one in four boys now doesn't have a father in his household. Mm. You know, they go to school, 76% of teachers are female. 80-something percent of uh, Sunday school teachers are, are female. So these, bo- these yeah. girls have wonderful yeah. models of leadership and single moms and teachers and all that. Boys don't have that. So we are guiding boys. We think that's important. So we have a male-centric organization that guides boys, lets them be around good, strong men. We also know that they're ungrounded. You know, 58% of Americans no longer believe that God is a source of moral truth. Hmm. That's Americans. And so boys are ungrounded. How do they know where tr- what truth is? How can you even talk about right and wrong if you don't have a foundation for that? So we ground them in biblical truths. And we also know that boys are unappreciated. You know, it's like this gender blurring has, like I said earlier, it's like a boy is some sort of a defective girl. You know, they're twice as likely to be in special education, three times more likely to have ADHD. They've fallen behind girls in every single academic category. One category they are leading in is suicide rate, 10 to 14-year-old boys, fastest growing rate. And it's just tragic. If you looked at any other demographic that was going through what boys are going through right now, I mean, we'd be picketing in the streets. You're saying, somebody's got to do something about this. And Trail Life is doing something about it. And then the final thing is boys are largely uninspired. 
in a, mm-hmm. in a culture that it's, it's participation trophies or let's not keep score because we're going to hurt somebody's feelings. And that's horrible for boys. They want to be challenged. They want something put in front of them that's bigger than they are. They want to identify with something that's doing big things. And so in Trail Life USA, we've given them this robust awards program, and we challenge them outside of their comfort zone to go beyond what it is that they thought that they could do in a company of men. And that's just powerful stuff. So they go from being unguided, ungrounded, unappreciated, and uninspired to being guided by men, grounded in the word, appreciated because we know boys and girls are different, and inspired through a, an awards program and Christian men who are leading them in these sorts of adventures. And it's making a difference call it our proven process, and we tell the churches, if this isn't happening, if the boys in your troop are not becoming godly men, you get your money back because when it says we're not doing our job, to have a money back guarantee is in, in a Christian ministry is a little bit strange. But when we say, hey, listen, this is how strongly we believe in this proven process, and it's proven because we've seen now for 10 years what it is that it's producing in boys. Not too long ago, a boy out in California from a single-parent household, he stood in front of that troop of men. He had just gotten the Horizon Award, which is like our second-highest award, and he stood in front of that group of men, sing, single mom at home, sitting there in the audience, and he said, the men in this troop, I have to thank you. You taught me how to shave, and you taught me how to love Jesus. And I thought, they nailed it. They nailed it. <laughs> and and if, you're the, if you're the single mom sitting there, it's like, man, I did the right thing by putting my son in there. That's the kind of fruit that we're having in Trail Off USA because we're following this proven process, and it's, and it's working. Yeah. Yeah, you talk about that deep, those deep spiritual needs, and I think our culture is, you know, I, I grew up watching movies like Gladiator and Braveheart. And oh, yeah. I, these days, you don't get that kind of thing, and you get this constant message of like, oh, there's toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. and you have to get, you know, this culture of consent and all these things mm-hmm. where it's like the the strength and the virility and the, mm-hmm. the heroism that mm-hmm. we all want is just like thrown out. And we want to also see women succeed. Like sure we do. that's that's something that millennial men. I mean, and I don't know, probably other generations too, and especially younger ones. Like we realize that we want women also to succeed, but that doesn't have to come at the expense of like demonizing mm-hmm. men and mm-hmm. what we want and what what drives us. Yeah, and I think over over and over you see this. Yeah. You know this feminizing this. Mm-hmm. No, there's, yeah. there's no question that there's talk to- there's toxic men, oh, but of they're course. not all toxic. In the well, way in the and way masculinity that... itself is not inherently it's, toxic. It isn't. That's the main thing. It's like, right. yes, there are toxic men. There are men who abuse things. And by the way, a more open sexual culture is mm-hmm. going to lead to encourage a little bit more mm-hmm. of the toxicness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than the guided virtue that a Christian society encourages. But, you know, that's that's the thing. When mm-hmm. when men aren't looking at soldiers, firemen, you know, when, when our examples are, I, I as a knowledge worker have to be a little careful about this, but like <laughs> my dad's a volunteer fireman mm-hmm. and like he will rush to the scene yeah. and help people yeah. and throw himself in yeah. harm's way. And like, there's something so heroic about mm-hmm. that that you have that to look up to. And I feel like our culture is just pushing that aside. Yeah, and we're, and we're actually creating more frustration and, and, and excluding men. We're shaming men at every turn. And a part of what we're doing in Trail of USA is we're not shaming these boys. We're reminding them of who they are. 
giving them good examples of, of good, strong men, reminding them of who the biblical heroes are, who the founders of our country are, and the, the heroes who, who's, who spoke into the beginnings of this country and did heroic things. And we call them up to that instead of shaming them for who it is that, that they are or even who we th- what it is that we're projecting on them, something that, that may not even be there that we're seeing and, and shaming them for it. So we believe in boys. And uh, we believe that, uh, that, that the best chance for, for uh, raising a godly man is, uh, is focusing on godly men on, on boys and bring them into the next generation. So we love, love having the men approach. We have a lot of men in our program who don't have a son in the program. But they're like, I'm, hmm. I, I care about this next generation. And they find a brotherhood there, Tyler. It's like, these are guys who carry my values. I mean, they, and we had a guy come back from four tours in, in Afghanistan, kind of hidden away in his oh, wow. hid, hid away in his apartment. And the troops sought him out. They say, "Hey, we need you. We know you got some skills." And he kind of went reluctantly. And he he came to me in tears. He said, "Mark, I'm so thankful for your pro, your program. I found my band of brothers again, and I'm mm-hmm. working with these men side by side, doing something that has meaning and purpose that I can give my life for." And I haven't uh-huh. had that since I had my brothers in Afghanistan. I'm like, man. Wow. So we have so many folks like that who are saying, where can I go? Men who are saying, I want to do something big. I'm going to do something meaningful. I'm going to do something that has purpose, that creates a legacy. We say, come join us. we got these boys who are desperate for good, strong male leadership. And then, of course, fathers and sons. It's a great way for dads to figure out how to connect with their sons. Fewer and fewer ways for men to connect with their boys because of all the electronics trying to keep up with the digital age. And they're losing. We're losing our boys to these social media and all these other influences. And and we and we can take and trail off. We can say, Dad, you can, you can go out in the outdoors with your son. Then he's setting his phone down for gosh sakes. Can you get him to do that? And you're spending the weekend out camping or hiking or fishing or whitewater rafting or rappelling or ziplining or whatever you're doing out there. And you're spending time together. You don't have to be a great outdoors guy yourself. You're in a group of men out there. You're out there together. And then the boys bed down at night. And this is another secret about trail life. The boys bed down. The dads sit around that fire. And that's where men are connecting. They turn to the guy next to him and say, hey, I saw the way you talked to my son, to, to your son. How do I build a relationship like that with my son? I, I don't, I don't, we don't, we're not that close. How did you do that? Or I'm struggling with work. I'm struggling with my marriage. That's where guys connect. We don't connect face-to-face over a cup of coffee. We connect side-by-side, turning a wrench or hiking a trail or sitting around a fire. That's where men are connecting. So for men, this is great ministry in Trail Off USA to find other men to bond with who are like-minded. For fathers and sons, a great way to fathers to connect with sons. Men who don't have sons, a great way to find an opportunity to pour in the next generation. And for single moms who have a boy at home, where am I going to find men to help me raise my son to be a godly man? Put them in Trail Off USA. So it answers a lot of questions that we're facing in our, in our, in our culture today. And the foundational truths that we have are working, and they're true, and they are unchanging. And you can't mm-hmm. say that about Boy Scouts and some of these other organizations. Well, thank you so much, Mark. Really, really important stuff. Where can our listeners find Trail Life USA, get connected to, you know, find those opportunities for both the boys and the men? Yeah, well, traillifeusa.com, trail life, two L's in the middle, traillifeusa.com. There's a Get Connected tab, and you can see Find a Troop. It shows a map of the United States. You can put in your zip code or your address or your city, and it'll pop up all the troops that are nearby, and you can contact them. Or also is Start a Troop. If you don't have a troop nearby, it shows you how to start a troop. It just takes five adults in a church that has a vision for the next generation. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much, Mark, for thank joining you. us. Tyler, it's a pleasure for me to be here. 
thanks for joining us on today's edition of the Daily Signal podcast. We hope you enjoyed that conversation with the Daily Signal's Tyler O'Neill and Trail Life USA CEO, Mark Hancock. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you check out our evening show. It's right here in this same podcast feed. And every weekday around 5 p.m., we bring you the top news of the day. And take a minute to subscribe to The Daily Signal or across all podcast platforms. When you hit that subscribe button or the little plus sign in the top of the page, you make sure that you never miss out on a brand new podcast. Thanks again for being with us today. We hope you have a wonderful Monday. We'll see you right back here around 5 p.m. for our top news edition. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.